What's up? It's Lisa Denae. You're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. Can't stand looking through these photos of your wonderful ex girlfriend. Wondering if you find yourself thinking that I'm alive and she's so little. If you love me, meet me in the fucking middle each weekend. Beat around the bush until the sun goes down. Then we spend hours keeping distance on the same mattress. Hi, my name is Erica, a.k.a. Boy Junior. Um, and a little known fact about me is that I love coconut curry so much. Oh. <laughs> I, just, make- I just had some before I started the call, and I'm like, oh, okay. that, that's what's on my mind. That's kind of the only thing I can think about. about I was going to ask, do you make it at home? I have yet to make a version of my own that is, like, comparable okay <laughs> any Thai places around me so I I'm that's still just like my I'm gonna treat myself to right. a, little, a little soup or curry somewhere somewhere <laughs> nearby because I cannot do that well myself I love it and then where do you go like where do you think has the best a couple places what I just had is for a place called flavors of Asia I'm in Rochester New York um okay. They do a variety of dishes from different Asian cuisines. And I got both a coconut curry with tofu. um, And there's this amazing spicy coconut curry soup with chicken and vermicelli noodles. And that is like my go-to if I'm feeling a little under the weather. It just like heals you. Ooh, yeah, I bet. Damn, now I'm hungry. (laughs) hopefully I can find some too I'll have to go when I go out to New York I'll have to try that yes (laughs) all right today's episode of sound scrub we are going to be talking about meet me in the middle by boy junior I want to start with the lyrics of this song so what is the song about and what inspired you to write it yeah, um, this was a, a track that kind of came together in a, in a few different sessions and was just inspired by different tidbits of I don't, sort of my reflections on different kinds of relationships I was finding myself in um, and the sort of projection-y self-comparison I was putting mm. on those relationships and, and you know, still find myself um, just like subject to as a person in the world. Mm-hmm. But it, it definitely touches on comparison, body image issues, mm. sort of just like that uh, 
kind of a, a self-deprecating um um self reflection kind of lens mm -hmm. you know a big lesson i think i've had since releasing an album with a lot of very personal sentiments um was that like it's hard to envision the idea of like somebody else hearing and interpreting lyrics that I wrote mainly as just a way to vent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And it's like, it has a different meaning to everybody. And that is a very weird thing about making music that I want to, to, to I want the intention sound wise to be fun and cathartic and, and angry and thrashy sometimes, but in a sort of, enjoyable you know vent and get it all out and like sing mm -hmm. along something really loudly in the car and then feel better kind of way yeah but a lot of the sentiments that go into the lyrics though the lyrics might wind up like going through a process and coming out kind of blunt I think they're oftentimes like lots of things that like went into that funnel um that had those lyrics that the lyrics came out of and the lesson I guess I took away is that like I don't I haven't thought a ton about like intention and like imagining what the takeaway message might be to somebody who isn't me mm -hmm. especially because I wrote most of the things on this album like not only just isolated from the pandemic but just kind of isolated in general just like I mean, working alone is definitely a very isolating right. experience. Right, right. But a lot of the sentiments are like really personal and, and maybe even sometimes in a convoluted way, like just because of the nature of when coming up with lyrics, I'm, you know, often taking lots and lots of memories and examples of, of situations or relationships or thoughts I've had about myself and like just kind of shoving it all into like a couple of lines that might have like a lot more meaning to me mm -hmm. um, and they're gonna go out into the world and have a different meaning to other people yeah mm -hmm. honestly and that's what I love about lyrics too is like as an artist you're writing for yourself but to someone else they could have a totally different perspective but still relate to it and yeah. I do love what you said about like it's like a venting session almost and sometimes like those songs just need to exist you know yeah. and and me asking you about the message I just didn't know right like I don't know if there was something in particular that you wanted an artist or um the audience to take away from the song but sometimes like as a listener we just need something or some and an artist that understands what the heck I'm going through in that moment yeah. and that's the song I'm going to put on and yeah that's and and that's great because most of the time too with a venting session at least for me personally once I get it all out there it's just out there and and I can move on you yes. know and that feeling yeah. of relief so yes. yeah that's 
kind of all the intention of the song was Mm because I felt good once I got it out there I actually had a different chorus in there at first and I remember really wanting to make a deeper meaning out of the things I was complaining about Mm -hmm. because I oftentimes feel like when I let myself just vent in like a notebook or a song and I'm like let me just say what I feel Mm -hmm. then I look back at it and I'm like embarrassed because I'm like right wow the things that I get really emotional about sound so stupid right right things it's like yeah quite literally I wanted to vent about the fact that lots of people I've been romantically interested in the past in in the past mm-hmm. have inadvertently or not have decided have, have gone for somebody who is skinnier than me mm. and like that's just a thing I have like mm-hmm. complicated feelings about ever since I was a little kid right and I don't know how to make stuff like that sound much deeper than it is. And mm-hmm. all I wanted to do was just be like, dang, why am I like this? Why am I so mad about this? <laughs> totally. No, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I think we really accomplished that too, like sonically, because I can hear like kind of the frustration with the production too. Yeah. And uh, I want to talk about that because you do, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm understood or understanding correctly that you do produce everything yourself right yeah so what is can you take us through that process like especially with this particular song did you start writing the lyrics first and then go to the production or were you kind of working on things like simultaneously yeah it was a simultaneous thing I started with the verse um I think it started with constructing the bass and those little samples, those percussive samples in the beginning, I just wanted mm-hmm. to construct something that used both of those things. And then I had the idea for the verse lyrics. And I only I only had that first, the first section of the first verse for a while. Verse came later, I think maybe even after I had like rewritten the chorus a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So the whole you know, like like thinking of it vertically, if we're like looking at my logic pro session, vertically, I had everything for the first verse. Like I don't think much of anything about the verses changed between like making the first initial like quote demo, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, final version. And then somehow I got to the chorus and I don't know. I remember working on a couple different ideas for it. Like I had a different chord structure. I had like a whole different, um, whole different set of lyrics and melody. And Mm -hmm. I kept feeling like it was like too complicated and taking away for like, it wasn't in the, in the same world as the verses. And that was another instance of like, why don't I just say what I feel like I should just say what I mean and I should let it be simple because that's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did do you remember what uh lyrically was in the chorus that you were like trying to uh turn into a deep meaning? <laughs> I I'm gonna look at my glass glance at my phone notes um and see if I have it in there. I feel like that's where it lived for a little while. Whatever whatever it was was definitely still in the same realm of like me looking inward toward like you know like why do I create extra problems for myself Mm, okay or like why am I always 
comparing myself to other people. I think I just trying to tie it into the making it rhyme with meet me in the middle. Like, I think I wanted to have the whole thing come back around and say, meet me in the middle again at the end of the chorus. Oh, okay. And have I it see rhyme with like something, something, just a little. And I kept just not working. Um, <laughs> so I was just kind of abandoned that idea and had the vocal chop sort of speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Well, and the fact that I say, meet me in the middle somewhere in the first verse. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I tried to look through my phone notes for any of the original lyrics, and I don't have them there. I think they are actually written in a real-life notebook. Oh, I love that. Taking that old school. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, with the production... Okay, wait, I actually have to ask you this question. What is that sound? It's like... It comes in like pretty quick because you don't have an intro, which I do want to talk about the decision on that. But it to me, I'm going to describe it as like a hiccup. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Do you, okay, you know um, what I'm talking about? What yes. is that? It like is so cool, but it's driving me crazy because I have no idea what the heck it is. <laughs> um, That's a great question. I actually should up with Marlon, like, trying to remember exactly what it is. Well, I think a lot of the things in the beginning are like samples that I recorded. Oh, um, I love that. There's the sound of like a can opening, which is my f- uh, just a recording I made with my friend. He got mm-hmm. a can of juice and he was like, let's sample me opening it. And I, I think it might've just been a whole long clip of like, you know, we had the sound of like the room and stuff like that. And probably mm-hmm. we, had, we had the um, mic recording while we were like getting set up and getting the juice and like, think it might have all been part of that okay a lot of times I wind up like not not remembering how I got uh the sound because <laughs> what I, I wind up doing a lot with just like manipulating the heck out of sounds mm-hmm. that I get from presets mm-hmm. like I use battery four from native instruments for a lot of my drums um but like a lot of times I'll just find a sample that I like and then just tweak it a lot Mm-hmm. And then I come back and I'm like, how did we get here? What is this? And it's like, oh, okay, four bounces ago, that was the snare sample in a pack called Turntable. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that though. Yeah, there's like some really dope sounds in this Thank production. You. I just really, really loved it. And then even the like a little like vibe switch up, like going into the chorus, you know, to like give us a little breather from the verses. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was so dope. Like I haven't, you know, heard a lot of music like it and, and it really, really caught my that. attention. How how do you like working alone? I'm very used to it. I think yeah. it's a big thing. I've started to do more collaborative work um, in the last like year or two. And I like that for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But there is a very unique experience of doing what I like making what I make by myself. And like, it's not even always a positive thing. Like, I I feel like I love getting to go back and talk about this stuff because when I'm in the midst of making it, I am so in my head about like whether or not I'm making like quote unquote right choices. Oh, right. And 
mostly I'm just aiming to like experiment and have fun and try stuff out. And what mm-hmm. winds up happening is I feel like I'm collaborating with myself because I will make something in one go and then give it a rest and come back. And I'm like, whoa, who made this? I don't even remember this. <laughs> but it's it's simultaneously very fun for that reason, but also yeah. very draining because I'm like in the midst of working so- on something I'll just be like I- I'm-, I'm losing the plot I don't even know what I'm going for oh right I see yeah it, it totally depends though I really I feel I feel like it really it's really different from song to song mm-hmm. for this song did you know like the sound that you were going for no I I, well I was gonna say I almost I almost never do and sometimes that's that's a sometimes that's that's something that'll lead me to feel like oh my god what am I doing like this would be so much easier if I was working with somebody else right right because I'm like oh this doesn't sound like as cool as like you know fill in the blank other track that maybe wasn't made by one person or was made with like a different objective in mind It's a different experience when I'm aiming to make something that's like totally inspired by like a certain genre or a certain artist. Mm. um, And I give myself limitations in that regard. But sometimes when I'm just like kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall, it can wind up being really fun and experimental, but also frustrating because I don't necessarily have a point of reference that I want it to sound very similar to. Mm -hmm. So I sort of feel like I'm like working with, I don't know, just like a big lump of clay with like no instructions <laughs> on like what to, what to kind of shape to make it into. Right, right. Both very freeing and very overwhelming. <laughs> well, in, in this song, okay, so you don't have an intro in this song. Did you yeah. play with one idea and then you were like, no, I just don't want an intro? It's actually so funny because I've never thought about this before. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. Just no intro, and I was like, "Oh my god, you're right!" <laughs> oh my gosh, I love. I that. think just because it started out as my little experiment with the bass sound and the samples, mm-hmm. and then I just got so used to hearing it that way, I was like, "Well, that's just what it's meant to do, I guess." Yeah. Honestly, though, it goes well with like the idea and like concept of a venting session right like yeah you're just like here you go like yeah (laughs) I I like how stark it starts Mm -hmm. I also I also really solidified it that way because um I have the ending of the uh previous track on the album you're lovable go right into meet me in the middle Ah, okay Um, also why there's only nine songs on the album I was like oh it would be funny if meet me in the middle was right in the middle middle. (laughs) (laughs) um so I really wanted to do something where like the transition from one song to another is like part of the Mm -hmm. album experience um so I have this like really uh cacophonous sort of sound racketing ending in your lovable with all the like drum and bass beats and the laughing and stuff and then I really liked that it just abruptly stopped with the um intro to meet me with the like right into the verse of meet me in the middle Mm -hmm. sometimes there's an intro when I do it live and there's an intro in the music video Um, I literally just I have to like get a sense of the the note and the tempo in order to start playing it Mm -hmm. but I like that it 
kind of holds a different meaning if you listen to it as a single versus listening to it within the album and right. I think it, I think it has like different connotations in either context um, and either way I really like it yeah was that hard I'm well I'm assuming obviously the other song was <laughs> done before you worked on this one to get that I guess a uh, cohesive like transition was that hard for you like did you feel like when you're piecing the album together that you had to like force that transition I don't know if that question even makes sense but no no it totally does okay. um and I'm actually trying to remember the order in which the songs were done I think I actually finished those around the same time I think I was kind of piecing them together oh, okay and I feel like they were like kind of neck and neck at the finish line and I think what happened was I just like naturally realized that would be a really cool moment to make into a transition ah, because I okay. already had that weird ending for your lovable I, I didn't know how I wanted to um structure that song for a really long time mm -hmm. and then I decided to just go down the road of like I want to make it really experimental and have it do like a complete vibe shift at the end and once I started experimenting with that and I was figuring out what I wanted the order to be I had realized that could potentially be a really cool moment if I get the timing like really right mm -hmm. that it'll be like a moment you know it'll be like an intentional thing mm -hmm. right well what would you say your favorite lyric line is in meet me in the middle uh what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> A little bit, kind of, because that's that is really fun to do live, especially if like yeah. when people start to get it toward like the last chorus, and then like when I get like even if I get like two people in the audience like right. chanting along with what the fuck, it feels awesome. Yeah, I really like like the the bridge, quote unquote, is just this sort of like one line that I just like do a little melisma on. It's, I don't even think I want you to see me. It's just the idea is so pretty. And I think that that was the last thing I wrote in the song. Like oh. I had that instrumental portion for a while. I was like, uh -huh. all right, I want like a quick break between choruses right here. Right. But I didn't know what I wanted to say. And that was the last thing I did, I think, um, in the whole song. And I, I think I really like that because that, whether it was really conscious of me or not, I think sums up a lot of the different feelings that I explore in the song mm -hmm. and sums up a lot of the different experiences that I had had over the years that I had written that song. Because that, like, that song existed for like over a year or something, or two years even, oh. uh, before I actually finished it. So I just kept coming back to it. And I feel like that line is a little bit of like a thesis statement on what is really like the underlying issue behind all these right. feelings right wow what would you what about your um favorite production element in this song i really like the uh guitar part uh that like post chorus oh yes mm -hmm. Um, it's really fun to play live and just do all, I love doing like the string bendy, um, whammy bar stuff. I really like when I can use the guitar as just sort of like an atmospheric tool. And I feel like 
I feel like that uh, I, I like achieved what I wanted to achieve with that. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you've had the you had this song for a bit, and did anything like drastically change? I know that we talked a little bit about the you know chorus idea was changing a lot, and possibly the chord progression, but were there things that you like really had to take out or you wanted to put in before maybe like you went to the, into the mixing stage? Yeah, probably, honestly, probably the chorus, because I think what I had was like, I had recorded like a completely different chorus. Oh, I see. Okay. And then I just kept feeling like it wasn't working. So I just like gave it a rest and came back and like realized I actually just wanted to write something totally new. Right. That was probably the biggest overhaul because I feel like the rest of the song really came together once I did that. Mm-hmm. Mm, right. That, ma- that makes sense. I mean, the chorus is obviously like the monumental moment <laughs> of like a song. Like, so so I feel like yeah. it's so simple and I did not put as much thought into it as I feel like or in the past I felt like you're quote supposed to right. put into like a perfectly crafted chorus. Mm-hmm. And like, I know it's not like my best like like super well executed like the setup and the punchline and the everything falls into place and it's such a perfectly played example of a melody i mean it's three notes but like i think it serves its function and it also allowed me to get a little bit more creative um with all the vocal parts mm-hmm. and have the focus be on some fun production stuff instead yeah. of just just on lyrics and melody yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the more that we talk about it and then I just keep going back to what you initially said about like the whole venting thing. Yeah. Like, I think it was really well crafted to fit that nature of what it is like venting to whether we do it to, you know, our friend is listening to us or whoever, or just screaming to the wall like, I don't know. I think it was extremely well executed as far as capturing like that type of, you know, that type of moment that we go through, you know? Yeah. 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 I really, I really like all the decisions and I I would be interested to hear those other course ideas because it would just be so interesting to compare. But uh, were, were there any other things that happened while you were piecing this song together that we haven't touched on? I did go back. I listened to it recently and I was like, wait a second. Did I like forget to put in a bass part? (laughs) (laughs) So that might be some kind of insight into uh, the maybe one of the cons of working alone all the time. Mm -hmm. Just forget a bass part. I think there might be, it might be in there, but I think it's sort of just like uh kind of in unison with the rhythm guitar um and it's not a a very standout part it's not really a bass line it's just like root notes Mm -hmm. there are bird sounds in the bridge i was having a really hard time getting a really uh like just eliminating the sound of like the room um since i I record in my bedroom Mm -hmm. and it was springtime when i recorded the the little bridge section (laughs) 
And I was very frustrated that I couldn't get it sounding like completely isolated. Yeah. So I just decided to kind of like steer into the noise. Um, and I opened my windows and just started recording with the mic in the center of the room. And mm-hmm. I just wanted like, a very noisy take instead. Um, and I, uh, I really liked uh, doing something experimental like that and just like allowing I don't know, allowing those quote, like flaws to show instead of trying to hide them. Cause I think it gave it some more character. I'll have to go back and listen to that. Did you end up like affecting them in any way or you can just hear them? I don't remember. Kind of like, I think okay. I just kind of like, I might've saturated the take a little bit to really just like lean into the fact that it was sort of noisy. Okay. There might be, there might be a little bit of weird phaser on it. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. I want to, I'll have to go back and listen to that. Yeah, I I wanted to make them just kind of like atmospheric and just make it sound like, you know, a lot of the other takes are pretty like close to the mic. um, And I wanted this one to be a little more just like, now we're in this weird dreamscape kind of feeling. Because I do a couple of different weird, like, I I, I tried to play with like the sense of space a little bit for like two quick moments right before the chorus comes back Mm -hmm. in. And I have these little sweepy swell kind of sounds where I, I just was playing around with like resampling the guitar a little bit and having it do like a quick sweep on idea and then the word pretty. It's hard to describe like what I would say the effect is, but I wanted it to just have an effect. <laughs> right, right. No, that makes sense for sure. Well, can you tell everyone where they can listen to Meet Me in the Middle, including the album, and where they can follow you on social media? Yes. Um, so Meet Me in the Middle is available, well, I mean, everywhere. I, if you search Boy <laughs> Junior on like any streaming platform, um, I should come up. With the exception of YouTube music, I'm still trying to get that figured out. But oh, there's a music video for Meet Me in the Middle now. Oh, and yes. The, the track itself is available like on my YouTube channel. So Meet Me in the Middle, it's out everywhere. It's on my album called Pay Attention to Me. My Instagram is at boyjuniorofficial. My TikTok is boyjunior.69. My Twitter is boyjuniormusic. And I guess everything else is just boy jr yes youtube spotify apple lime wire <laughs> is lime wire back i think they're like working know. on nft stuff or something <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised thank you so much for coming on my show and yeah, breaking this one down me. totally i it's always a pleasure to get to talk about the small details um and it means a ton that you've like noticed this stuff and enjoy it <laughs> This seriously makes me feel like some of, you know, just the the toiling over the details is really worth it. So thank you. You can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms or check out SoundScrub Presents Featured Sounds playlist on Spotify. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Danae, on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and many more at Lisa Danae or at Lisa Danae Music. If you're enjoying the show and would love to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadenae.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.